0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a volunteer in your local church, Ministry in Motion is brimming with ideas and great resources, and we're so pleased that you've joined us today. Our topic today is planning a prayer retreat with your church, and our special guests are Don and Ruthie Jacobson. Don and Ruthie, thanks so much for joining us on Ministry in Motion.
1: Great to be here.
0: Now, prayer retreats, there's something that you've been doing for, for some time. Tell us about a little of your history with prayer retreats.
2: Well, Ruthie began a uh, long time ago, a quarter of a century. Is that true?
1: <laughs> We've been doing it here for the North American Division since for 21 years, since wow. 1995. But before that, we started that in Oregon. Um, Don was president, and he saw a need and he and the ministerial director started doing this for pastors. And so that's really where it started about 25 or more years ago.
0: Right, okay. So over those decades, I'm sure you've, you've planned hundreds of prayer retreats. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks again. We're really appreciative of your, your expertise and what you'll share with us. Now, looking at a prayer retreat, who, who could be planning a prayer retreat with their church?
1: Well, first of all, I want to back up just a little bit. This gives us an opportunity to watch God at work. Okay. This is not something that we get together and say, wouldn't this be nice, let's plan this and let's do it. No. It takes a lot of prayer Mm -hmm. because we want to know the mind of God and we, we need to have Him show up. This is not something that you do on the human level and decide this is a success this is a failure we don't know but we're watching God at work
2: I mean I think another important thing is that this is not primarily a preaching marathon you may have a good speaker or maybe even more than one but you really don't come to sit and listen for a weekend
1: you come to pray
2: Mm. during that time
1: and when you give God time yeah see you're saying to the church you're saying to God you're saying to the enemy we are going to give God time wow. because we're expecting him to come and bless us. Yes. You know, we're told that in the, the inspired word that if we expect, if we don't expect God to do something, we're robbing prayer of its power. Mm-hmm. So, But by p- putting aside a weekend, by saying, God, we need you, we want you to show up, We want you to bless us so give us wisdom as we plan and the beautiful thing is it can be done for a church, it can be conference wide, it can be union wide, it can be division wide. Mm -hmm. Or a
2: small group of churches in a community.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. And you know another wonderful thing is you can make it interdenominational. We did that here in uh, Columbia, Maryland. Mm -hmm. We had the Lutheran Church. Because they were renting our church at the time. right? And so we said, we're going to have a prayer weekend. Would you like to join us? They got so excited. They said, sure, absolutely. And so they were part of the planning committee. Mm. They came and they were so faithful. And the pastor was there. We started on Friday night. We went all day, Sabbath, Sabbath evening, and closed on Sunday at noon in their church. Everything was in our church until Sunday morning right, okay. and we were all over there at their church it was the sweetest fellowship on sabbath afternoon we went out prayer walking in the town of columbia in the city of columbia and we mixed up people randomly so we had lutherans and adventists walking and prayer walking together in the communities they just loved it and when it was all finished we ended up in a big circle taking hands singing praises to the Lord and singing what a mighty God we serve and then that Lutheran pastor came to me and he said Ruthie I just want you to come and do this for all of the Lutheran churches in North America and I said well I'd love to that's not my job my job is to do that you know in the Adventist churches but you can do that now that you've experienced that." So, people of all denominations and non Christians want this experience mm. because it 's life changing
0: yeah yeah um,
2: scripturally, you know uh, God set aside events all during the year for Israel when they would lay aside their regular responsibilities and sometimes travel to a central place and right. just spend that time in worship and in praise and um, and so that 's kind of the the mood that we want to bring ar- away here. This is a time to, to, to get away from the routine and just really focus on uh, friendship with God.
0: You know, I, I loved what you've both said there. That mm-hmm. How do you start a prayer retreat? You start it with prayer. That's
1: right. right. You know, That's right.
0: And asking God to lead right from the very beginning. It's not a preaching event. And that reminds me so much of the early chapters of Acts. That's true. After the crucifixion, resurrection of Jesus, mm-hmm. after his ascension... Then there was that period of prayer where they invested that 10 days of prayer yeah. before the preaching. Yeah. And uh, so the, the, the high investment of prayer.
1: And that prepared them for everything the Lord wanted to do after that. Precisely. They continued in prayer.
0: Precisely.
1: But yeah. that, was, that enabled the Lord to bring Pentecost.
2: Yeah. We, we usually say that Pentecost began with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. No, Pentecost began with a prayer meeting.
1: Yes, exactly. And out
2: of that grew everything that happened to the early church.
0: Exactly, yeah. So dedicated time. And Don, you were talking about venues. And I'd love to hear uh, what what you would consider a suitable or an ideal venue for a prayer retreat. Because some of these issues that we might think are quite minor can have can be really quite significant. It's true. Yeah.
2: Well a church of course is the easiest place mm-hmm. and uh, probably the most common but there's something special about getting away to a different place, um, not a hotel, not some place where there's going to be a lot of distraction, other things going on, but a retreat center and they're all across the, the country. We've used uh, retreat centers owned by many different denominations. Um, just a place where we can be away if there are some nature trails to walk Lovely. if there's a beautiful scenery if you're looking out over a lake or mountain um, now if you're in Nebraska that may be a little harder to do but um, the the setting can be important um, Jesus called the disciples to, to get away to come apart and rest a while right. I think there was a strategy behind intentional strategy behind that exactly
0: Yeah. well we've looked at um, how we all start and the, the, the location and the significance of this there 's some more i 'd like to pursue with you particularly in how to structure that that time period and what we do with that time so let 's do that right after this break stay with us we 'll be right back with more ministry in motion mm-hmm. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is planning a prayer retreat with your local church, and our guests today are Don and Ruthie Jacobson. Now, we've, we've looked at a few things, but let's look at the, the timing. Now, typically, I presume a prayer retreat is normally over a weekend, a, a Friday through to: usually a, right. to a Sunday. Yeah. Now, walk us through. What, what do you like to, to do with, with those two and a half days?
1: Well, there are some principles, I think, that can guide us in the planning of a prayer retreat. One is plan for participation. Plan for participation. People want to come for fellowship, for prayer. They want to learn some things, but, but they need to participate because you will not only learn, but you will go home and do something if you've done it there that weekend. Mm. But if you just heard about it, when you go home, you'll probably forget it. You know, when you hear about it, you might think, oh, that's a great idea. I'd like to try it. But if you don't do it, it doesn't mean as much. I'd like to begin on Friday night with a prayer service. And I like to get them into Scripture. I even like to go to a Scripture like the Triumphal Entry. Now, this may mm-hmm. surprise you because you think prayer in the Triumphal Entry? Yes. I like to put people in random small groups. and How big? four or five not very big and I tell them now relax mm-hmm. nothing is going to be expected of you you'll be comfortable just work at your comfort level but I may read just a text like share
0: with us the passage which, which okay. passage are you thinking
1: alright Matthew 21
0: right Matthew 21
1: uh huh and I start with the passage in verse 9 that says, The multitudes went out praising God. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And I stop right there. And I will ask them, in your little group, whoever would like to just have a short sentence or two, prayer of praise. Mm. Because praise is brings the presence of the Lord. Mm. In Psalms, God tells us he inhabits the praises of his people. So we begin with praise, just like they did for Christ. Right. Praise God from your heart and whatever you want to. Praise him for who he is, what he's done, but just a short sentence. And then those in the, in the group who would like to just join in, don't give them too much time. Okay. And I tell them, now... You may not all have had an opportunity to do this, but I'm going to stop you and read the next verse. Right. And God hears your silent prayers if you weren't finished. See, it keeps it going. It keeps it moving. There's not a lag.
0: And people are in, still in their small groups? Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Then I go to the next verse.
0: This is Matthew 21 and verse 10?
1: This is No, I go back to verse 7. Okay. And where Christ asks the disciples to go and get the donkey.
0: All oh, right. Okay.
1: And, and I just read that. They, laid their, they brought the donkey, they laid their clothes on him and set him on them. And then um, the, thing that the, the, the point that I make here is that the disciples obeyed. Mm. They didn't understand what was going on. They may have had an inkling, but they obeyed. Well, this strange
2: assignment, you know, go get me a donkey. I mean, it's Slightly. like going to a used car lot and saying, I'm going to borrow this car for a little while. Yeah. And, and yet it says that they let them go. And so then, The people who owned the donkey released it to the disciples because they were being obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And then they, we, they pray short prayers for obedience, asking for obedient hearts. Then we jump down to the 10th verse where it says the people said, who is this? Yeah. And they tell them uh, this is Jesus of Nazareth. In one of the versions it says all of the city was stirred. So we stop right then. And we say, Lord, stir us, stir our church, stir our community, stir this conference, stir in any way that you want to. And people are praying, they're crying out to God and pleading, but it comes from Scripture.
2: Lord, show me how I can be an agent by which you want to
1: stir this community or stir my family or stir my own journey. Mm -hmm. And then verse 12 talks about how he cleansed the temple. Mm -hmm. And we stop right then. And just ask for forgiveness.
0: Cleanse As this a church, temple.
1: Yes. Yeah. Cleanse this temple. Cleanse this church. Make us more compassionate. Make us caring people. Care about the community, however the Lord leads. And then there's healing. But there's just everything in this passage of Scripture. And they pray together. And you know. How long
2: will you spend on that passage?
1: Oh, 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes. And they're amazed because the time goes so fast. Mm. But they're participating. And then on Sabbath morning, they come Okay, so that was
0: Friday night. Friday night. Okay. And Sabbath morning, we've got before breakfast or after breakfast?
1: I have them come, well, it can be either way. Okay. It can be 7 o'clock. Right. And there'll be somebody there that will lead in a few uh, thoughts from Scripture. Or it
2: can be a prayer walk before that,
0: right? weather permitting. Just briefly explain for us, Donna, a prayer walk. What, what, what do you have in mind? It
2: depends on where you are, but in this setting, it would simply be a prayer um, walking around in the camp, in the beautiful surroundings of the camp, and ask the Lord to, to make His presence felt there. There are some who come, Lord, with heavy loads, um, take those loads from them. Some come with problems they need help in solving. Um, But we just want to thank you for the beauty of this place.
0: Right. We know that you're here. Just
1: do whatever you want to do within us that needs to be done. And pray over the meeting room. Pray at the pulpit. Pray over the benches or the pews or whatever. We had uh, a retreat for six. The education department did that for 6,000 teachers who came to Nashville. And every chair was prayed over. Wow. People walked up and down those aisles, praying for those people. And we had uh, an anointing afterward. That was so meaningful mm. because people are anointed for service.
0: Okay, so this is still early on the Sabbath morning. And then we, I really want to hear what happens for the rest of the Sabbath. But we've got to take a break right now <laughs> okay. and we, we'll be right back. Right. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is planning a prayer retreat with your church and our guests Don and Ruthie Jacobson. Now we've, we've had a lovely time on Friday night. We've explored the triumphal entry and all that that involves on the Friday night. Sabbath morning we've had a prayer walk and now what, what do we do next on our retreat?
1: Often there will be a group that will come together to pray just for everything that goes on that day that Sabbath and then during the uh, regular Sabbath school time we like to put people in small Bible study groups at first they may be a little bit nervous about it but when they get started they love it and we're told in the book Desire of Ages angels rejoice that they can use our lips Mm. and I just give them a story like from Luke 18 35 to 43 where okay. it's the blind man that receives his sight.
0: Luke 18. Uh-huh. Right. 35
1: to 43. And I just ask them, I give them an icebreaker. Get acquainted. Give your name. Maybe your favorite vacation place so that everybody's talking. And then have prayer in your group. Pray for the members. Pray for the, that God will just enlighten and illumine your minds as you read the passage carefully and then talk about it.
2: Now, who's in charge of each of the groups?
1: I ask them to get a leader. Okay. And I ask them, don't let it be a pastor or a teacher. Right, okay. <laughs> and that's obvious. Yeah. Because they're trained and they're going to do it in a polished way. No, we want to show that anybody can lead a And participation
0: group. is key, isn't it? Absolutely.
1: Everybody needs yeah. to be participating. So that's why we start out with the icebreaker. Then we have them read the passage, then ask and answer questions. Who... When did this happen in Christ's ministry? Who's there? How? What? what happened? What's the story? And I tell them, be sure when you're discussing, stay in the story. Don't start
2: the application yet. Yeah. No,
1: okay. The mm. temptation mm. is to say, oh, that reminds me of something that happened just this week. Don't go there. And, but, you know, I hear them laughing. Sometimes there are tears. Mm. Sometimes they stop and pray. It's just a sweet experience. So and this them, is
0: a, a Bible study prayer time. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: And they stay in Scripture. And the whole point is, what can you learn about Jesus? Mm. What can you learn about this passage? And then I'll give them about, after they've done this for 15 or 20 minutes, I'll stop and say, okay, you have one minute. Choose what to your group was the most important point. Spiritual lesson you learned and then get somebody to come up to the front and share that with everybody okay I put them in random groups by birthdays alright you know if your birthday month is January then you're up here and then that separates people and it gives everybody a chance to talk mm-hmm. and it, it works but you know people who are even afraid to be in a small group love this because they have a focus in scripture it's not about them it's about what they can learn and they listen to one another it's just a, a, you know, we're told press together, press exactly. together, press together. This yeah. is a wonderful way to do it's that. It's so
2: simple. People come away from that and they say, I can do that at home. I can have a bowl of soup and a slice of bread with my neighbors. And, and we I don't have to be a teacher. We can let the Holy Spirit do the teaching. Yeah. We just open a passage of Scripture and say, ask the Lord to speak to us from that story. Exactly.
1: And, you know, um, they come up and they share their their the point that they thought was the most important. And uh, invariably, somebody will say, I liked the perseverance of this man Mm. because he was warned. He was told, don't open your mouth. You are, you know, not a a very valuable member of society. And in those days, if you were were ill, uh, it's because you were a great sinner. Mm. And so they pick up all these points. But they'll say, I loved his faith. I loved his perseverance or something like this. There are so many. Or they'll say, he was sighted. He called Jesus the son of David. Yes. And so all of these things are surfaced. And then, you know, we talk about that. Then they go back to their seats and we have a time of silent prayer. And we just say, ask the Lord, what is my personal application from this story? Okay. And invariably somebody will say, God told me I'm blind. Wow. But keep calling out because he's hearing me yeah. and he's healing me.
0: Now, Sabbath afternoon, what, what happens on Sabbath afternoon? Well, Just briefly, uh, unfortunately, our time's flying.
1: Oh, dear. Okay, well, the reason that we, we do this small group study is because, uh, as Don said, churches grow mm. when they're praying and when there's a small group Bible study and everybody wants to be invited. So I backed up a little bit. Uh, in the morning... There will be a sermon on prayer, but extra time for prayer in the group. Okay. Maybe it's everybody praying together. <clears throat> Maybe it's a time for people to pray in twos or threes mm-hmm. or fours. But there's prayer. Right. There's prayer right. in the church service and sometimes uh, an anointing. Then in the afternoon, uh, we use that time to talk about how prayer changes us and takes us to the streets. You know, that's when we do prayer walking, again, okay. in the community. Right. Okay. There may have been a prayer walking on the retreat grounds, but you this can go into the community air. and prayer walk. We've had some wonderful experiences there. Right. Okay, Praying and,
2: on site with insight mm-hmm. in the community. Walking around the adult bookstore, around the Capitol, around the public schools. Um, mm-hmm. Just a marvelous ministry in the communities. Wow. And then
0: Saturday night... What happens on Saturday night?
1: Well, Saturday night, often people will come back and tell what happened
0: uh, Uh, when they were out.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, at at a teen prayer conference, the kids are out all Sabbath afternoon, maybe at the airport or downtown or whatever. Then they come back and share what happened. In one place, one girl, 14-year-old Brianna, stood up and she said, I'm 14. I'm a prostitute. But this weekend... My mother was a prostitute. And my mother was a (laughs) prostitute. This weekend I learned I have a father. Could I be baptized? Wow. That night, in that group of teens, 50 teenagers were baptized between 8 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, a prayer conference is transformational because Mm -hmm. God is there. Only the Holy Spirit can do the work that heaven longs to do in the lives of young people and adults. God is faithful. He meets with his people when we give him time.
0: It's amazing. You know, so we haven't even had the opportunity to look at Sunday, Sunday. but I think people have got the idea of what a blessing that, an amazing transformational blessing that prayer can be. What happened in the, the opening chapters of Acts doesn't right. just belong to the first century. Absolutely. That's right. It's very much a reality here in in the this millennium as well. Don and Ruthie, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on Ministry in Motion. Thank you. Your your emphasis, your years, decades of of prayer ministry, it's just been such a blessing to so many and so many different continents. Thank you. you. And we want to thank you as well for joining us on this program of Ministry in Motion, I'd like to invite you onto our website as well, www.ministryinmotion.tv. And there you can find many helpful resources in your ministry, particularly your prayer ministry. Prayer, what a vital and important thing it is, not only for the church itself, but for each individual Christian. And may God richly bless you in your ministry. And bye for now.